Welcome back to another episode of the new EDU podcast. Here with my lovely co-host, yeah, Wade I, King. I am Wade King. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Today, we are going to talk about checking in with your priorities. Wade and I have talked a lot about making and establishing priorities and how when we want to add something to our plate that we actually have to take time away from something else to be able to make time and space and have capacity to be able to add something on. It's not just about continuing to pile things on. But we get the question a lot, like, okay, I would love, that sounds great. I would love to be able to take things off my plate, right. but I can't. How do I do this? And so today we're going to talk about how to let go. It's going to be, yeah. you know, a difficult conversation. Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King, created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level. Nowadays, everyone's an educator. Whether you chose that career or not. And we're all in this together. So come on, let's do this. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the new EDU. started i've got to let go of something oh what's that yesterday mm. wade everybody got to go and have oh, a, yes, a personal workout training yeah, session with literally the love of my movie life y'all the love <laughs> of my movie life and listen if y'all have not seen the whole series to all the boys i've ever loved what are you even doing with life Okay, to all the boys I ever loved, got me through the entire pandemic. She watched it, I think, maybe 10 times. I did. I didn't really know what she was watching. Wade hated them. I I want to make that clear. I I didn't hate them. You were not a fan. You would not watch them with me. You thought they were silly. These are movies that I can watch over and over and over again. It's true. Um, And if you've watched to all the boys I've ever loved, you know that the fourth, it was the fourth one, I'm pretty sure. The third one. The third one came out, and they're not making any more. And oh, everybody who man. watches to all the boys that I've ever loved knows that Peter Kavinsky is the heartthrob. He is the love of all of our movie lives. If you've watched the to perfect, all the boys, perfect human. And all of us, I've even seen people post like, "We will follow Peter Kavinsky to the nursing home." Keep making to all the boys I've ever loved movies, and they're not because it's based on a book series. Anyways, my friends, Wade. Got to go work out with yeah, Peter Kavinsky yesterday, which is Noah Centineo. Yep. And he didn't he didn't even care about the movies, wouldn't even know anything about Noah Centineo if it were not for me. And I didn't even get a picture. I didn't get a text message from him. <laughs> I didn't get a FaceTime. He didn't come to my house. He did not. I'm just I've, so I'm not. we're working through this in our marriage. It is a place where we're really having to have that strong communication that we've talked about in previous podcasts yeah, and, and just he is. He, he's a pretty hard worker. I love to work out with people because it tells me a lot about who they are. And this guy passed the weight king test for sure. But he he killed it. Uh, so we 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 what got off a plane and my buddy V, who I trained jiu-jitsu with for the past six years, his black belt, he owns his own like CrossFit type gym here in Atlanta. And on his Instagram, I was like, Hope, isn't this the guy that, that you, you watch, so that much. you love so much? And she was like, oh, my gosh. So I, I texted V and I go, hey, 
if uh, if if no one needs a training partner, I'm I'm here. And he said, be here tomorrow at noon, pimp. And I said, all right, I show up. I just up. want for everybody to know that I also train in the same martial arts. Yep. I train in. Yep. Say it. Yeah. She, she, she. He says I say it country. She does. She, she calls it Muay Thai. <laughs> Do not. Call Muay Thai. <laughs> but yes, she. Yes, Muay Thai, and um, he is good. Hope is hope, hope is good. Hope's good. I mean, I'm not good. He's he's really good. I have not been pushed that hard. I have muscles in my body that are sore that haven't been sore in a long time. But do you so. think that I got the invite to go be part of? The, no, Wade just invites himself. So. Well, it's. Okay. So yeah. anyways, I just we had to get that out there, but there I had to let all of the to all the boys I've ever loved fans understand y'all are feeling me right now. You know that was really some shady stuff that Wade pulled to be able to go and work I out will with say Noah that, Centineo that he and not is take a, me. So if you're wondering if he is a genuine, really nice guy, cool guy, he actually is. Wade said so. he's just like Peter Kavinsky in the movies, and that makes my heart so happy but, because I feel like that's who he is. But that doesn't really say a lot because I didn't watch the whole movies. And I told Wade, I was like, if he like starts slacking off or you just gotta say come on peter you got this he didn't even call him peter i'm like come on it's not uh, what we're there for he's there to work out and and be normal i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure anyways but yeah anyways it. so i high-fived wade when he got home so that my hand touched like the same skin that's that right Hi, shout out to, to v for all that training, there you go. PT so. cross training. <laughs> and that's the podcast for today, everybody. Thank yeah. you very much. No, kidding. But let's get into what we're going to talk about today, which is letting go. And, you know, Wade and I have been back to traveling around the country. Mm -hmm. And we have been, we're so fortunate that we get to go and join so many educators in different states all across the country, different schools, different settings. It is literally, we are just so honored that we get to meet so many incredible people and learn right. from them mm -hmm. as well. One of the things that we talk a lot about, especially during this season, and I think that it's a conversation that has begun during this season, verbally, vocally, out loud, but a conversation that needs to continue long, long, long time from now, and that is teachers really setting and establishing sustainable Mm -hmm. priorities to be able to make this make teaching a sustainable profession. We've talked a lot about this. We've talked right. about teachers putting themselves first. And it's not just about self-care. It's about intentionally finding ways to be able to step away from work, refuel themselves, focus on themselves to be able to, you know, mm -hmm. we talk a lot about showing up. Mm -hmm. But we don't just mean like walk into the building and say, okay, I'm here. We mean showing up as your best self. Like if you're going to be there, be there, right? And so we talk a lot about how in our lives and, and the, the experience that we've had in education, being parents, being spouses, friends, right. whatever mm -hmm. it may be, that both in our personal and professional life, we focus on priorities. We yeah. set and establish priorities because we have always found that there is no such thing as balance. We've shared this here. If I'm being an exceptional teacher, then I'm probably not being as great of a friend or wife or mm -hmm. mother or vice versa. We all see this. It's a constant just cycle of life, right? But for us, we've really focused on setting and establishing priorities. Probably about four or five years ago. And so that, and, and I say that because it's something that you it, it just doesn't, a change isn't going to happen overnight. And it was about four or five years ago that, that I, I started therapy. And I was like, man, my, my life just doesn't feel right. I don't understand what's going on. And I told our therapist, I was like, I just, I just can't find the balance. And he says, you, you're, you will never find balance. You've got to, if you can't find balance, you're going to have to look at what's going on, what you value and what's important and have measurable 
priorities that you set for yourself because there's no way that you can possibly ever have balance. That's four four or five years ago, and we are still figuring out how this priority thing works and what's important (laughs) and, and how we can measurably make sure that we are holding ourselves accountable to what's truly important. And so we threw that balance mindset out the window five years ago, and we've really stuck to more in our personal life because that transitions over to our professional life Mm -hmm. a lot easier than than just starting with being a teacher or whatever profession you do. And it's really, really helped in... And making sure that that we are holding true to what we truly value and what's important to us and, and to each other. Yeah. And we're not sharing this conversation today because we're like, hey guys, we've we've got it all figured out. Okay. No, it's just what's we really helped though. It's what's helped know. us. Yeah. yeah. And if you've been part of this podcast for long, you know that we don't have anything figured out. We're just here trying to walk through life together and be in community with you Mm -hmm. guys and learn from y'all. And hopefully you'll learn or take a little something from us. But that's, you know, that's the, it's really about community and growing and learning together. And so, you know, we've, we've set and established priorities and we have fallen short and we have you know, added too many things to our plate to where we're not doing anything well. We've been through, and and that's a constant thing too, is constantly reevaluating your priorities and saying, okay, are my priorities in check? That's just, it's it's never going to be something that we don't have to focus on because life is ever changing. Classrooms are ever changing. Problems come and go. Seasons come and go. This is a forever thing. This is a forever commitment. We've talked a lot, I know, on this podcast about setting, establishing, maintaining your priorities, about habits, about all of these different things, Mm -hmm. right? And so one thing that we talk to teachers about when we go to schools is we say, listen, we're here, you know, our big platform for us is student engagement and and how that looks. And that has evolved so much for us Absolutely. over time. And oh, yeah. in all the different schools that we've been in during mm-hmm. this pandemic, we've talked about how during this time focusing on the trauma that students have faced and that social emotional learning is a piece of student engagement, right? Our big focus is student engagement. And so we go to schools and we get to share a lot of different teaching strategies and we hope to just inspire teachers and give them something new to think about. And, but we make it very clear that when we show up to schools, listen, we understand. We are not here to say, oh, you're not doing this. Oh, right. okay, well, well, you should be doing this and you should add this on. And we're not here to say, here's the already full plate that you have. It is already falling over. It's already impossible to even yeah, hold it up. You can't. Just keep adding things and piling them yeah. on top. And I think that this is what happens to educators a lot because we are in such a fast-paced world. Because in education, things are constantly changing. We're getting new students. We're having this happen. We're having, we got to deal with this issue. We have, we're trying to manage 20 to 40 kids, or if you're in middle school, I know you don't see them all the time or high school, but you might have 120 students at once. It is very fast paced. And so the problem is we never get time to stop and reflect and say, okay, where is my time going? And where can I maybe make some shifts to make changes that I want to see happen? Mm -hmm. We don't ever do that. We just keep saying, oh, we need to change. Okay, let me do one more thing. While continuing to try to uphold and do all the things we've always done, even if they're not having a direct impact in our classroom. And so we talk to teachers a lot when we're in these workshops and we go through this whole activity with them Mm -hmm. where we say, okay, where can time be taken away from certain areas? to be able to invest in something else. That's what priority is. That's what a priority shift is, is saying, okay, where can I, I I can't add anything. I don't have any more hours in the day, but how can I take time away from something that I'm not seeing a payout from, I'm not seeing a benefit, I'm not seeing a lot of growth here, 
and shift it into something else. Yeah, it's and and when we start this activity, it's we we, we tell the the educators and the teachers that hey, you you, you write down what you're investing your time in during your day. And this is a guilt-free activity. And so when when they're able to really see where their time is going and, and what they're putting their time into, they can really reflect and they can be like, oh my gosh, either that's really great or I had no clue I was wasting that much time on this. And you will be so surprised. I mean, you literally have to walk through your day and you have to acknowledge and and be aware and pull the blinders off to see exactly where your time is going. A lot of people will say that that they can do multiple things at the same time. Like you're multitasking. Multitasking isn't isn't what most people think it is. Multitasking is not doing two things at the same time. That's impossible to do. There's only one of you, right? And so if if you say that you're a great multitasker, you're probably also a great procrastinator or time waster mm-hmm. or and so prioritizing your time, getting something done when you need to get it done, and then you're shifting to something else. Even if you say you're multitasking on one project and you're going to another, you're not doing that same project at the same time. You're taking time away from something else. And so really, really owning that and understanding where your time is going is is so valuable to understanding where your priorities are right now to be able to uh, uh, I guess, uh, posture yourself to see where they want, see where your priorities are, are needing to go. And listen, this, that's the easy part. That's not even what we're talking about today. That we just want to kind of give you a foundation. Right. Like anybody can set and establish, pri- or anybody can look at where is my time going? Like we could say mm-hmm. all day long, here's where my time's going. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of sitting down and taking the time mm-hmm. to actually really be intentional and mindful and right. walk through mm-hmm. where is my time being spent. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the hard part. Let's talk about once we get a visual of that and once we see where our time is going. And listen, I'm already going to just go ahead and crush this right here. When it comes to setting priorities professionally in our classrooms, listen, we all have to give time to things that we don't want to give time to. Okay? Yeah, yeah, it's what you have to do. We all have certain tasks, certain Mm -hmm. mandates, certain certain parts of the job. Go and ask any profession. Go and ask any profession. Everybody in each profession... I don't know. I feel like a lot of times we're having to do more of what we don't want to do than what we want to do. And I think that is just life. We have to do the things we don't want to do to be able to get to do the things that we want to do. Right. And so, no, you're never going to be able to set and establish the perfect priorities where you think your time should go because it's not just about what you think. You have a job to do. You have certain certain processes, certain parts of the job that have to be part of your priorities. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm not saying that. That's that's just a given. That's just called life. We just yeah. accept that, recognize that we can't change it, and move on from that, right? But when we start looking at, okay, how do I want to make some changes in my classroom, okay? Again, we have to really look at where our time is going and say, where can I take time away from to be able to have the time and capacity to invest mm-hmm. in something else. Because if you're just tacking things onto your plate, you're not doing anything well because you're not being able to give anything the actual time that it needs to be done the way with your very best self, to be done to your 
right. your ability, mm -hmm. your capability. So teachers are always like, I love this activity, but when I start looking at my priorities, I just can't. I, 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 there's no time. There's no time anywhere to, to be pulled away from something to be able to invest in something else. And so after we really started working with, you know, we've worked with thousands of teachers through this schools, and yeah. schools, I really started hearing this question and just kind of thinking and reflecting and kind of taking some time to be mindful of my own self. And one thing that I recognize and one thing that I know to be true of educators, and I'm just being honest with y'all because we're friends here, okay? You do. You do have time that you can shift. You 100% have time that you can take away from something to invest in something else. It's not even that you've got to find it. It's that you've got to let go of something else. You've got to let go of something else That's it. to be able to pour time in the things that matter. And listen, teachers, my friends, my people, educators, y'all can't let go. Nope. They and sure I'm, I'm talking to myself, yep. okay? That's we can't all, let go. I'm going to yeah. change it from y'all can't let go to we can't let go. Yep. Let me give you an example that I got a huge response from when we were talking to a school the other day. The whole school. Okay. It was like, oh. And hopefully this will make it there. This maybe it'll hit your nerve and you'll be like, oh shoot. Okay, I've got some reflection. And we, to do. And we didn't even realize that that we would have this response from no, this. I'm like, just trying we to challenge no clue. you. I'm just trying to get you out of your comfort zone. Okay. That's it. But let's talk about this. So when we looked at their plate of priorities, right? A lot of people said lesson planning takes a great deal of time. Yes. Okay. And I listen, I'm on social media. I follow so many teachers. I have more teacher friends than I can count. Y'all, we love to pour some time in lesson plans, and that takes a huge chunk of our time. But I want to make it very clear, and this is something that you know, and maybe something that you need to be reminded of or hear again, you can have the best lesson plans. Listen, listen to me, my friends, because I'm one of you. I'm talking about color-coded subject areas. I am talking about you got visuals, you got clip art, you got pictures. Like your lesson plans should be printed on a poster and hung in your classroom for like a creativity visual award. And that is insane. Okay. And so exactly what Hope is saying right now, she was saying in front of these teachers. Yes. Color all the things. Okay. You have all the things in your lesson plans. Okay. But we need, I'm going to caution you. And again, this is might be, should be something that you need to hear. Again, you can have the best, the prettiest, the most organized, the most thoughtful, the most sequenced lesson plans ever mm -hmm. and be an ineffective teacher. Bam. And immediately when Hope said that, the administrator, the principal, Alicia, she looked around and she started, she said, tell them. And we were like, oh, you? She goes, all of them. <laughs> That was the principal saying that. And so I know but the teachers were admitting it too. But the teachers, yeah, and but the teachers were laughing. They're like, yes, that's me, that's me, that's me. But it was, it was, it was very eye-opening because even the administrator in that building was like, Y'all are wasting so much time here that you don't need to do. And as you're stressing yourself out. And yes, we know that not every school has an administrator like that, but it was very eye-opening to see that who are you doing this for? Are you doing this for yourself? Say it. Or are you doing it, it for? You're not doing it for it. your boss. Your you're not doing it for the plans kids. Are not going to come to life for? and teach those kids the way they need to be no. taught necessarily. I am so sorry to be the bearer of bad news. And listen, let me be clear with this, okay? Because this mm -hmm. can be a very touchy subject. And I'm sure we have some people like, no, 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 nope. My district requires, and da, 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 okay, I can't sit in your car with you right now, or be on your run with you, or right. wherever you're listening to this, and know what your district requires. Right. But here's one thing that I know. 
here's one thing that I know. And I, if an administrator is listening to this I and you feel some say. type of way, say. I'm sorry, but I'm just being honest here, okay? Too many times educators, and listen, this is just an example, okay? We could be talking about so many other things. Lesson plan just seems to be like one of the hot topics, yeah. okay? But too many times educators are like, my district requires, okay, I'm going to call your bluff. Because I'm not saying that your district doesn't require a certain thing, but I think that you're too tied to, I want my administrator to think that my lesson plans are perfect, that you are pouring an insane amount of time into that, that isn't even required right. from your, they're not going to say squat to you. If you did a different, if you did a, uh, if you spent less time on your lesson plan, they probably wouldn't even notice. Now, with that being said, that's where you take a time. That's where you take time away from what it looks like, how color coded it is. And I know you're probably saying, "But I'm an organized person." You probably don't even follow that lesson plan or look at it through the week necessarily. Now, if you do, great. You, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. If it's not broken, don't fix it. But this is an example of something where I am like, uh, uh-uh, uh. This is the problem. Here is not that teachers you don't have the time. The problem is you can't let go of perfection, mm-hmm. and that is sucking all of your time. Yep. Do you want to be the perfect? teacher on a piece of paper or do you want to take that time and invest it into the intentionality in your classroom into the actionable steps into the classroom into yep. who you are and i'm talking i'm getting i'm getting fired yes, up yes you are i'm it's, getting fired it's up really good but it is because teachers are always like i don't have time to pour into me bull <laughs> bull You've got to let go of what the pressures are that you are putting on yourself that nobody else is putting on that nobody else is putting on you necessarily but you don't want to admit that you're putting the own pressure your, your own pressure on yourself so you're trying to pass it off to your admin. Admin You're trying to blame it on someone else. You are. Admin and that's not okay. And listen, when Anybody. I say you are, I'm saying we are. I want yeah, you to know I'm right we, here with you. We've been there. Okay? And we, this is not a preaching at everybody. you. I'm, exactly. The only reason I'm able to talk about this is from experience. experience. I have mm-hmm. said so many times, but my district, but my district. No, you stop and think for And I'm not saying your district doesn't have mandates. Sure. Okay. That I'm not saying that. Yep. But you stop and think for a second. Is it my district that is putting this amount of pressure on me? Or, it is, my, or is it my district plus myself? And how much of it is myself? Because I guarantee so many of us, we cannot let go of the idea of perfection and the perception that people have of us on a piece of paper, right? Instead of focusing on what's sitting in front of us, we're Mm -hmm. focusing too much on people's perception rather than our actual purpose in the classroom. And our purpose will never be a specific lesson plan. Our purpose is helping those kids grow and develop, right? And so when people say, oh, I don't have time, I don't have time to take away from you do. But this is where you have to stop and you have to say, what do I need to let go? And it's going to be hard. It is going to be hard. And I'm going to talk about some steps that I've gone through to help myself let go. But what can, what do I need to let go of and start working past this idea of perfectionism to be able to get to the things that really matter? Mm-hmm. You're too caught up in people's perception of you. Okay. And so this is what, you know, we're sharing with teachers in schools. And, and I know it's hard. Because we've both been here where we've had to say no to things that maybe we wanted to do mm-hmm. to be able to say yes to the things that we needed to do, yeah. right? And so that's hard of letting go of sometimes. This is called sacrifice. And yeah. Wade said the other day when we were talking, he's like, listen, sacrifice shouldn't be easy. No. Sacrifice yeah. means mm. you're giving something up. Yeah, we were in the car when we were talking about this. I forget what 
we were talking about. But yeah, I mean, sacrifice is hard. We were talking and, about get your teach on and, pe- and things that we've had to sacrifice yeah, to grow the business. That's exactly it. And and I, I think pe- people say that they want to sacrifice, but they don't necessarily have the understanding or the cur- courage even of what that is. And even us sometimes, I mean, we, we fall right in there with it. But sacrifice means that you're going to be sad, that it may hurt and it may sting and you may lose out on something. And that's difficult. But the reason why you're sacrificing is for the end result. You, you, you know that the outcome for this, it's going to, it may take some time. It may take some money. It may take may take some heartbreak when you have yeah. to cut some people out of your life. You never know if you're hanging around the wrong group of people or whatever it may be. It may be very difficult. And that's why it's called sacrifice. You're giving some, you are losing something. Mm-hmm. You are giving something up. For and the potential gain. For the potential, and, and, and in this scenario, for the potential gain of whatever you're trying to accomplish. And knowing that up front doesn't make it easier, but it helps you understand that, hey, Yep, I committed to this, and that's it's suck it up. It's what's going to have to happen. And I think if we understand that concept of what sacrifice really is, then it makes it a little bit more digestible when we're trying to really accomplish what we want to do. Yeah, and so I mean, you know, it may be as difficult as oh, I need to give up if room transformation was always my thing, and that takes an incredible amount of time and an incredible amount of planning. But if I start recognizing, oh, I'm only doing room transformations for the sake of doing room transformations and my relationships in my classroom Mm -hmm. are suffering, I may need to give up those room transformations for a while to be able to have the time and capacity. So again, that time is there. I assure you it's about where you're prioritizing it and are you Mm -hmm. willing to sacrifice Mm -hmm. and are you willing to let go Mm -hmm. to be able to pour the time to where it really needs to be poured. So a couple of things that I have done during seasons specifically where I'm having to reevaluate my priorities and I'm having to make sacrifices and I'm having to give up some things to be able to focus on the things that really matter, the things that I need. First and foremost is being very aware and mindful of your screen time of your screen time that you spend in social media on Instagram. Because listen, for if, I, if I'm using the example that I just gave and I'm like, okay, I love room transformations. I love them. They're, uh, it brings me passion when I teach, but it is taking time away from me right now. And I, I'm, my relationships, my classroom management is struggling because I don't have the connections and relationships with my kids, right? And I'm not saying that you're like, I would rather do room transformations and build connections, okay? But I'm just saying that's, you're kind of like, I wish I could do both, right? And you'll find that, you'll Uh find a way to do both. But maybe you're like, I've got to let that go to be able to invest in this, okay? Uh But maybe I'm getting on social media and I see all of these teachers doing these incredible things and I'm like, but I really want to be able to do that right now. Uh But I know that I don't need to. I know that I don't need to. I want to, but I don't need to. It makes me start feeling guilty. Yep. I start looking at all of the things that I'm not doing and I start feeling guilty. You, get more, you put more pressure on yourself. And that guilt leads to pressure, which leads to piling, piling on your plate. The pressure leads to you saying, okay, well, I'm going to do that too. You start and I'm going to do that it. too. And I, I've got to do that too. I'm not living up here. I've got to do that too. And your plate becomes so full that then, of course, it's impossible to see through that plate to even be yeah. able to understand where your priorities even lie. Mm-hmm. Because there's too many to even be able to focus on the ones that really matter. Right. And so, and and listen, this is what I'm talking about, sacrificing. Because I love social media. I, I love being on social media. I love being able to connect with educators. I love being able to follow my friends from 
high school and seeing what they're up to. I love being able to see what's going on in the world with with news and pop culture and Noah Centineo. Um, I love <laughs> being able to be on social media. It's a sacrifice. It's what you just said. Mm-hmm. I've got to give up something and it might hurt and it might be difficult. And I might have to delete the whole app from my phone because my naturally my fingers just go there to be able to focus on what I need to do rather than focus on what everybody else is well, doing. And it's what's important. I mean, if if you're spending all that time on social media, I mean, you're, you're, you could potentially be with people. And this is something we figured out during the pandemic at the beginning that, holy cow, we're on our phones all the time. And Maverick, mm-hmm. with, he's, he's, he's only one. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're wasting time even with our son because we're looking at social media. And so, and that's nothing you haven't heard before, but it's, it's sacrifice and it's being honest, just like hope was. There's nothing wrong with social media. Love it. Right. I mean, you can love all types of aspects of it, but if it is sucking all of your time and if it is taking away for, from how effective you can be as a person with what you value, mm-hmm. then absolutely you, you need to, you, you need to be aware of that. Yeah. So the next thing is creating a plan for the next day. And I don't mean color coded. I don't mean get your flare pins out and draw, do your hand lettering that Sarah DeLuey taught you on the lot. I don't mean all of that. I mean, you write a, a list, a checklist of what it is that you need to do and you stick to that to help you not fall into the trap of doing the thing that you're trying to take time mm-hmm. away from, okay? Yep. So that that list is making you intentional and mindful about where your time is going every day until you establish the habits that you need to be able to do that without thinking, yeah. right? And so we have to be very intentional about that. So mm-hmm. limit your screen time, create a specific plan. And then the third one is very helpful for me because <laughs> I need, if I'm taking my time away from something else, I got to find something to fill that with, right? I mean, you, you, uh, this is the key because you're, you're, you will fill that time with something else. And I mean, I, I, I think about your, your mom when we talk about this because your mom is a caretaker 150%, right? I mean, she took care of your uncle. She took care of your grandmother. Those those two individuals passed away, and we're like, she spent all of her time caretaking. So, what is she going to fill her time with? Mm-hmm. So, it's, I mean, it, it goes with with life. It goes with work. It goes with. I love that you it, yeah. you said this, but yeah. it's channeling your energy into something else that you, you can to. enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, here's another thing we tell teachers all the time: when when you are evaluating your priorities, we're wondering if you you yourself were a priority for yourself in your classroom. And most teachers are like, no, because we're always thinking about everyone else. And this is one of the biggest things that we hear. Oh, well, I would love to pour time into myself, but I don't have it. Yes, you do. You've got to take time away from something else to pour it into yourself. That might mean leaving work early. That's going to be hard for some of you, right? That's going to be hard for some of you to leave when the bell rings because maybe your classroom isn't perfectly clean. Maybe that's where you need to let go of the idea of perfectionism, okay? Mm. And so we're leaving a little bit early and everything's not perfect and all of our copies aren't lined up perfectly with the color-coded paper clips and days of the week and in our buckets and all the things. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Please understand. Mm -hmm. But maybe you're pouring too much time into it and Mm -hmm. you need to scale back a little bit, right? But for me, one thing that I love doing for myself is obviously exercise. And when Wade, when I'll tell him, oh, I just don't have the time to exercise, he's, he'll always say, yes, you do. Yep. Yes, you, you've got to take time away from something else. And so you channeling your, your focus, your energy and attention when, say, you are leaving school, school early into going to the gym, into doing an art class, into doing something, going home and, and crafting or doing something that you enjoy. Getting in the bed on time. Getting in the bed on time, whatever it may be. 
you're going to start to look forward to that because you're going to recognize the outcome you're of doing you're that. You're taking care of yourself. You're taking I mean, care. And it's going to feel yeah. good. Okay? So when you're able to do, take time away from something, you've got to channel that energy into that next priority and do it in such a way that it's going to be something that you want to revisit every day and start making a new habit. And it's, it, it's going to take time to figure out how you can prioritize yourself and, and what actually energizes you. And yeah. and something may energize you or, or, or yeah, re-energize you in one season that, that doesn't in another season. And that's fine. That's why you have to experiment with that. And I mean, if you think about athletes, I mean, they, they take care of their bodies. They eat like they're supposed to for whatever they're going to do. And teachers are no different. Like if we want to be, if we want to be at our top level, we have to be able to, to prioritize ourselves. I mean, there, you, you, you can't run off of a little sleep. Well, you can, but you can only do it for so long, right? You can only work so hard for so long because we're human beings and be as effective as, as you can be for that long. But um, you, you really got, got to reflect on that, on, on exactly how are you going, if you are going to take whatever Hope was talking about with your, you, you sacrifice whatever that energy is, you're going to have to put it somewhere else. Yeah. And what better place to put it than yourself? Yep. So what is it that you need to let go of? And I'm, nope, I'm going to stop you right there. If you're like, no, 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 somebody else needs to let go. Our district needs to let go. Our administrator needs to let go. Stop making excuses. Stop ma Number one, don't let that be an excuse. Number right. two, that's out of your control. You cannot control that. Right. But question, do you need to let go of something within that that maybe they're not even really the one putting the pressure on you They've set the mandate, but you're putting the pressure on yourself for mm -hmm. the quality in which that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. If it's making a, a solid impact in your classroom, great. If it's having a great result, awesome. If not, what do you need to let go of? And I'm talking about you specifically. And this is going to be challenging for you because you're going to have to really dive deep and be mindful of yourself and the pressures that you're putting on yourself. But what do you need to let go of? And where can that time go to better yourself, to better your classroom, to better your personal life, to better whatever it may be? Mm -hmm. um, so again, just a couple of reminders. Set those screen time limits. Be careful when you're making these changes because it becomes very easy to be sucked back into whatever it is that you just got rid of, okay? Or you just took time away from. Number two, create a specific plan. Yep. Start establishing those new habits that's going to get you off on the right track and stick to it. It's a commitment. When you're shifting priorities, it is a commitment. You have to commit to it and you have to do it repeatedly to where it becomes your new lifestyle. And then by the time you get the hang of it, guess what? Everything changes and you have to do it again. That's what I've noticed since being a parent specifically. You do. Sorry, guys, but that's <laughs> just part of it. it. Yep. Um, and then finally, channel your energy into something else. Even though it's constantly changing, when you start thinking like this and you start recognizing and you start really being consistent with evaluating your priorities, it does get easier. It does. It does get easier to make those shifts and adjustments. Yeah. And, and the people around you will understand what is important to you and you will be effective. Uh, and and I, I think that's the other component is you, you just have to have the courage to say, hmm, if I do this, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lose out on the effectiveness or the efficacy that that I can really that I'm that I'm having right now. Yep. Um. You, it's it's not going to go down. Um. It's just going to only improve because yep. you potentially are wasting some time in some areas, and it's something you constantly, like Hope said, you have to reflect on because when things change, things become different. We put our energy in different places. 
check ourselves, and there you go. Yep. You don't have to do everything to be a perfect teacher. You have to do the things that really matter for your students and for you specifically. Mm -hmm. So just a quick priority check for you guys. We hope that you spend some time in reflection. It's something that you think about, that you're mindful of throughout the day, because this has been something, especially for us when we get tired, exhausted, burned out, we're frustrated. That's when I oftentimes recognize, okay, something's not lining up in my Mm -hmm. priorities. I've got to make some changes because things I'm not feeling the way that I want to feel when I'm working so hard, right? Um, So give yourself a little priority check today. See what you need to let go of and do it unapologetically. Do it because you're trying to better yourself. Do it because you want to make a more effective classroom for your students or whatever it may be. But most importantly, do it because that's what you need to move forward. Don't keep piling on that plate, you guys. All right. Well, keep doing the amazing job that you're doing. This is just adding one more thing to be mindful of. Hopefully not another thing to your plate today. Um, But teachers, you are incredible. You are amazing, just in case nobody told you today, and you are truly changing the world. We will see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. The new EDU is hosted by me, Wade King. And me, Hope King. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfush. And edited by Andrew Weller, with production support from Sterling Coates and Chase Mayo. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. The new EDU podcast is a 3% chance production.